episode 45 of Slam City, guys. It's Raymond Moore here, Mr. Mech. Yo, yo. In the studio. Uh, you know, on the summer day, finally, it's hot. Like, you know, the past couple of weeks has been pretty cold and chilly, kind of, but now it's trying to get that summer feeling. And so are the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, just... The weather's yeah. not the only thing heating up. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, no, basically, we didn't have a show last week because I was on a trip, on uh, travel trip to Virginia, and... You know, the games were, of course, starting on Thursday night, so I was I was pumped up after my dinner with everybody else for the media crew and everything, because, you know, it was a trip, basically like an outdoor adventure trip, and um, I'm, thank God I'm, I'm here, because there, there were moments where I felt like I wasn't going to come back, because there was, like, a bike ride that was rocky, and I didn't want to fall. And oh, then, God. Uh, like, like, that's how bad it was. Like, the, these trails that they have, it's like, it's not like the city where you just bike around the city and there's no rocks or anything. This legit rocks and yeah, like be careful and everything. And then I did jet ski on Sunday, on Saturday, and I didn't, I couldn't, sw- I, I don't know how to swim. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, if and you know, I have a life jacket, I'm like, if I fall down, I don't know if the chance the life jacket is gonna float. I hope it does. Well, but, no, life jackets float. I can't swim, but I trust the life jacket. Yeah, yeah. So that jet ski, that was, it was really fun though. Yeah, see, for that back ride, I don't know why you guys do stuff like that. I label that white people stuff. I don't I do not do things that might potentially kill me. Now, I say all that knowing that I plan on jumping out of a plane this summer. Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm only not doing that because I'm afraid of heights. Yeah, that's So I'm, I'm going to conquer my fear by jumping out of a plane. You better have somebody with you when you do that. Well, yeah, no, there's got, they got those guys strapped to your back, which see, also I'm not super comfortable see, with. But. The problem I have with that is if you do a parachute and it doesn't open, what's your second option? They have other parachutes. And what if that one doesn't open then? Well, then after screwed. the third parachute, then yeah, you messed up. It's like two uh, par. It's like you take off your, your clothes and just put it up in the air, and hopefully the air is so strong that it goes up and you. Fall. Dude, that's a cartoon. It's not gonna work. You're gonna die. I just wish somebody could do that one time, gotta, just to be uh, like, oh, maybe they could still survive even after all the parachutes that didn't work. I mean, there there have been people who you know parachutes didn't open, who hit the ground and survived. So it's it's not impossible. They do take you to like the softest ground they can find for a landing spot, and when you hit, like it, it it's it's not impossible to live. There are people who I mean, it's not impossible that you're gonna. It's not definite that you're gonna die. There are people who have survived. I'm actually not banking on that though, because I'm <laughs> banking on the fact that the guy I'm going up with and the crew, like they want to live too. So I'm I'm thinking they're gonna do the most professional thing they possibly can and. Test the equipment and make sure everything works. All I know is that if I just see again, I'm moving for group because I don't want to do that all by myself in the lake where anything could have happened. And then there was one part when I was jet skiing where I was stuck on the land because I, I guess I drew right through the land and I had to push the, the ski out just Back to get out. And it was just like, you know, it was wet and everything, but it, it was fun. You though. sound like the Cavs. They're having that kind of, they're yeah, having yeah, those kind of games. Yeah. They're stuck on land. Yeah, because, you know, I was starting game one watching in the hotel. I was so pumped up about game one. And then, you know, it was close first quarter. Like, that's, that's what we wanted the whole time back and forth and everything. But the thing is, that whole game was just like, Man, how the Cavs gonna stop Kevin Durant? Because the guy is just driving by everybody in the game mm-hmm. one, getting any dunk he wants because they're so worried about the shooters that he's getting wide open dunks after wide open. Which dunks. was crazy watching J.R. Smith run the other way. You just see J.R. Smith running to the left, and you're like, dude, but but the basket is to the right. Like, where are you going? You're taught to stop the ball. Like like I, at an early age, you're, you're taught to stop it, and yet they keep doing it. Like I don't understand why. They don't just stop the rant, but then they're so worried about Curry and Thompson. Because they should three. be. Because they should be. And they better give up a two over because a three. Because two beats three. 
Yeah, but we know Curry and Thompson are great shooters. They're probably all-time great shooters. And Clay just found his shot again, which is, which is really, really yeah. bad for everybody else. Yeah, because game one you saw that Kevin Durant had a great game at like 35, no, 38, 8, and 8 or something like mm-hmm. that. Then in uh, game two, I mean, it was interesting because game two, what I, what we saw was that the Cavaliers wanted to push the ball, which is stupid. I mean, mm. I don't know why Tyronn Lue and LeBron are like, oh, let's just push the ball and, and because we need to play at that pace because that's how we've been playing all year. And and that just really favors the Warriors because nobody think, plays that better than them. And I don't think the Cavaliers have that stamina. No, they don't. They're an older like, squad. Yeah, to play at that pace for the rest of the game. Now you saw it because even though the first half, LeBron had like a double double assists, 18, 6, and 10. It's like the second half, you saw the Warriors put take it up a notch, and LeBron disappeared because he had stalled no out. Yeah, he stalled out. He gassed. He, he, was, he was gassed out. Every time you looked at it in, in the timeouts, you saw LeBron, like, you know, gassed out, like literally just sitting down, hoping that they get like a quick break or I mean, a, a long time break from the timeout. So much for all that rest during the season. Yeah, that's what I understand. Like, I don't understand how LeBron's gassed out when you have so many days to rest. Like, literally, you have a lot of days to rest in the season. And you've been sweeping a lot of teams other than the Celtics because they won in five, and they still had like a week of, of rest. So I don't understand how you're really that tired, but I understand maybe because you've been playing that for the, for the majority of your playoff career where you play like 42 minutes a game, which is insane. And then, you know, game two, you know, they got blown out because Thompson was, went off and Curry still Curry doing, averaging like a triple-double, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, this comes down now to game three because game three, this is what I had a problem with about game three. I know LeBron and them were still doing the same thing they did in game two where, you know, let's just push the pace, you know, get some shots, all that stuff, and, and make it a close game. And then, you know, third quarter came, and then Kyrie Irving went off, and he made this ridiculous shot with four people, which I never understood how he made it over four people. He's and, a great bad shot shooter. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like an improved version of C.J. McCollum because C.J. McCollum likes to make tough shots too with the Blazers, but he's actually better than C.J. McCollum in terms of offensive, offensive uh, prowess and everything. But mm-hmm. go, then, you know, third quarter came, and they were up by seven, and... You know, part of me was like, oh, maybe they figured it out already how to beat this team. But then it's like, I think in their mindset, they were just like, they were trying to hold on. You know, I feel like these games I've been playing, they're just trying to hold on to these leads because they know they can't really hold on. Because then the fourth quarter came and LeBron Irving is still on the court. They had no rest or nothing. Basically, it comes down to, like you said, coaching. Because coaching, mm-hmm. I feel like Tyron Lue pushed these guys too much. And it's like he has more faith than anybody else on the bench. And at some point, it's going to come up to them where they're just going to be gassed out. And they were gassed out in the fourth quarter because Kevin Durant scored 11 points. And LeBron, who I'm disappointed in, didn't score any points in the last final three minutes. I was just him at three. And I just, like, he had so many opportunities to drive to the basket on Draymond Green, who had five fouls in the game. And he didn't even try to drive on him, but he passed to Kyle Cole for a corner three, which Stephen Curry contests pretty well. Mm-hmm. Durant got the ball back. And then slow, you know, me and slow motion looking to Rand dribbling up, pulling up that three that he's been making for his whole career. Like he's been practicing that shot every time, transition three and all that stuff. And he made take over LeBron. The whole crowd was just silent because they were like, and you got LeBron James body language, and, and everybody's just like, it's over. Eleven o, eleven o run. And it was over. He's like, this game is over. And then you know, because then even Irving takes a, a ridiculously bad step back three. Horrible, and I horrible why, shot. Because he was like thirteen or sixteen to paint the whole game. I don't know why he didn't drive to the basket again. Horrible shot. Not even a heat check. Yeah. That was just a terrible, terrible shot. Yeah. And you look at that play, and I'm just like, you, you know, he was gassed out. I mean, everybody knew Irving was gassed out. 
and, and and that's probably why I took that step back three. But you're in that game up four with like a minute and something to go, and you blow it. It's just demoralizing for the team because Irving had like basically forty and LeBron too, and you mm-hmm. still lost. Like, what what are you supposed to do against this team? Lose. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what that's what's happening. They're losing. That's how it goes. They're losing. Like I said, they were going to. They're losing. What I say, Cavs. I I I. I say, what, five. what? What was? Okay, that's a gentleman's sweep. That's me giving them one. Because of respect. Be, out they, of respect. I thought they were gonna win game three because I thought they had. All I thought the they'd win one in cat. I thought they'd win. I th- I thought they'd lose. Hmm. See, I thought they'd lose game. Um, I thought the Cavs would lose game three and win game four. You know, with with everything on the line. But the way there, and then come back and 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 lose in Oakland, yeah. you know, for the fifth game. The problem is the way that they are losing, the way they're catching these L's. I don't see them winning tonight. I don't see that happening. I don't see them taking Game Four. I thought they were gonna. I thought they were. I thought they were gonna win the other night. I thought they were gonna win. Yeah, best chance to win that. First, night. first time at home. First time in front of your your home crowd. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got the advantage. I thought that was the game that they were gonna take. I had no when they pulled when trust me, when the when the Warriors pulled it off in the fourth quarter with that eleven and zero run, I was just as shocked as anybody else. I was sitting there with my mouth wide open, like I can't and again, I, I hate I hate to I hate doing this because it always feels like I'm it always feels like I'm following behind Stephen A. Smith, but he said exactly what I was thinking. I'm not. I'm not beefing about the 11 points that Golden State, Golden State scored. I'm not beefing about that. I'm beefing about the zero that you scored. LeBron the cat, like the Cavs scored. Like score, yeah. the fact that LeBron didn't take over the game, which I just knew he was gonna do. But he kept deferring, kept kicking it out. Why are you not taking it to the basket? Why are you not trying to get fouled? Stop the clock. Hit hit free throws, even though he's been breaking his free throws. Like, why isn't that the move? Why how come somebody didn't try and get some points in the paint? Why is everybody relying on Kyle Korver to save the day? Like, LeBron. Which is, which is never, he's never been a reliable person in the postseason to actually make a clutch three. Because for some reason in the postseason, he doesn't really make that many clutch threes. And then in the season, you know, he, he is what he is. He makes threes and everything. But right. it's just... Where's the post play? Yeah, Where, where's no Tristan Thompson? Where's LeBron knows. James? Like, where, where are your forwards? Where's the center? What... Oh wait! So the smallest guy on your team is the only person playing in the paint. Tristan Thompson. No, the smallest guy. Irving is the only person taking yeah. it to the rack. Like he's the only one going to the paint. That's it. That's all you got. And why? Why did he decide to stop and not dish off the, to Tristan Thompson for a dunk or, or you know why wasn't that the play? There were so many scenarios though in that game where Irving could have passed it off to the open shooter, but he does his little thing where he around the court, try to take a step back, hard, t- tough shot for Clay Thompson, and misses. And I'm just mm-hmm. thinking to myself, like, this is why Irving isn't a top five point guard. And I, we, I talked with this Howard Beck earlier in the season about why Irving, in my opinion, isn't a top five point guard. And he agrees with me that it doesn't really make anybody around him better. Right, I mean, so he's just a guy who's just really great offensively. It's like a smaller version of Kobe Bryant, basically. And, and he, he just, all he does is wants to score, but he doesn't really make anybody better. And then, the mentality in his head is because Stephen Curry's out playing you in every way. He wants to score more than Curry. And that's the only way you're gonna, you're gonna you know play against him. But the, that's well, not gonna work. It's also why Clay Thompson is an underrated defender. Oh, he's a, he's been great this. this it's it's this he's, he hasn't he hasn't been scoring, 
He hasn't been scoring. Yeah. But he game has one, been. He didn't score, but game two, he started to go up. Then game three. Bodying yeah. defense. He has been a lockdown. That two way player thing, he's the embodiment of it. He, I mean, he played good defense on LeBron and trying to drive to the basket and mm-hmm. missed the layup. Like, like, he's playing great defense right now, Thompson. And it's been an underrated part of him because, you know, people can say if you're a scorer and you miss shots, you're not going to play defense on the other end. He's the complete opposite, though. He doesn't care if he doesn't have hit a struggling game. As long as you play great defense and then your team has a chance to win, and, and you know, he doesn't really care about that. That's why this this war seems so special because, yes, it's these four stars who are going to be in the Hall of Fame probably. Most, well, actually, the, all most, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I see it all happening. They're all going to be in the Hall of Fame. But the fact that they give up their egos to play as a team, I mean, that's special because a lot of teams that are talented – don't necessarily do that. For mm-hmm. example, the New York Knicks. Because, look, Rose and Melo, look, they're getting older and everything, but they knew, and I kind of thought that maybe they were going to give up the Eagles just to play better as a team, but apparently they still want to play whatever they want to play. You need coaching for that, and though. coaching. You need coaching. I, I, it's, I've been seeing Jeff Van Gundy and, and um, Mark Jackson making the rounds press-wise. Yeah. If we could insert those two dudes into the New York Knicks organization, I would make I would and I don't know if he I don't know if he could pull it off, but with his acumen, I I'd be willing to gamble that Jeff Van Gundy would make a great GM, and let Mark Jackson coach. Yeah. And I'll I'll live with whatever comes after that. But we're talking you're looking at a believer in defense who understands the game, who knows the nature of players, and you're looking at the man who is the architect of the Golden State Warriors, who took a bunch of dudes, none of whom were picked number one. And turn them and, and set up the blueprint for the beast that they are right now. Well, they can add a piece like Kevin Durant, and it's all of a sudden an unfair advantage. And you don't let that guy coach the Knicks. You're bugging. I, I don't understand the Knicks right now. I mean, I, you know, man, I just mentioned them a little bit, but getting back to the series, I mean, you look at Van Gundy and Jackson looking at it and saying, you know, Cavaliers are showing up and all that, and then they... they well, some of them are showing up. I don't know what, where the hell Tristan Thompson is. Well, because Tristan Thompson got the Kardashian curse on him, and I think it looks like it's legit right now because he's not doing anything. Which is crazy. I mean, I don't understand how you have Stephen Curry, who's 6'3", out-rebounding you, and had, like, double-digit rebounds last game, and is basically averaging a double, a triple-double with 28.7 points and 9.7 rebounds and 9 assists. I mean... I mean, no one's talking about that. He's probably not going to even get a finals MVP vote if they win the series. But it's like all these little things that the Warriors do from from Durant going off to Curry doing this to Thompson doing that and Green hopefully doesn't stay in foul trouble tonight in game four or whatever. But it's just this team is so deep and they, they, they really understand the importance of playing team basketball and don't mm-hmm. care what other people say about, oh, this team is a stacked team, which it is a stacked team. It's probably the most stacked team I've ever seen in NBA history. But they all play as one, and this is what's giving LeBron trouble. Because when you look at LeBron and, and, and the team, it's basically LeBron Irving. They have to make something happen. And no one else is going to play together, you know, basketball and everything. That's why most of these games you see a, a low total a low total of assists as a team for the Cavaliers compared to the Warriors. Warriors average like probably 25 or more assists a game mm-hmm. because they play as a team. And you look at Irving and LeBron, it's just basically on you know, pure talent. Can you out – Will them in order to win the game like it did last year with Irving and LeBron. But this is a completely different series. Because Kevin Durant is yeah. not having that shit. And Kevin Durant is, is just playing out of his mind right now. But the, we've seen this before even in the past finals when he lost to Miami in five. I mean, he was averaging a quiet 30, 52% mm-hmm. shooting. No difference here. It's just that he's with a stacker team. 
there's not really that much things that he has to do with OKC than he is with the Warriors right now. And, you know, when you have a seven-footer who can dribble the ball and basically run anytime he wants, and no one can really stop him, only LeBron probably, but even though LeBron can't even stop him because he's just really tall and he can probably lay up on him or dunk on anybody mm-hmm. else, it's kind of hard to defend a guy like that who, who's a special player in his own way, not by pure strength, but by his quickness and his height and, and everything he does with the team. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Love. But Kevin Love showed up. Kevin Love is trying. He's trying, but the thing. J.R. Smith has vanished. J.R. Smith has vanished. Yeah. Tristan Thompson has vanished. Yeah, and you need the problem when you're playing Golden State is no one can take a night off offensively. But they can't. They they, they feel like they can't either because it's like Tyron Lewis is playing all these guys over forty minutes, mm-hmm. which, which is, in my opinion, I know you had no choice to do it, but it's kind of exposing Tyron Lewis as a coach right now. Because right now he's getting out-coached in many ways by Steve Kerr and the staff and everything. Well, let's not forget he is a rookie coach. Well, it's the second year right now. Rookie coach compared to Kerr? That's true. He's a rookie coach. Like, he's getting he's getting schooled. But Kerr, he's smart because even after game three, he said that to the team, like, you know, you got to wear these guys out because they're not going to play one-on-one all 48 minutes. They're going right. to get tired eventually. And that's, right. and that's probably what the game's going to do to be tonight, game four, because we all know LeBron's probably going to play playing 48 minutes and be gassed out, and then the, the series is probably going to be over. But And Irving, who's probably still puzzled by how they lost, I don't even know if he's going to have a great scoring game like he did last time. I mean, it's it's kind of hard as an athlete to know that you were up that like that little, little time and then you lose like that after you put in an effort that's probably all-time great performance by a duo with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. And still lose, like I don't understand that. You, you, like you, they literally score by almost eighty points, and if they even they score, in my opinion, even they score a hundred points, mm-hmm. and they still lost, I probably would have said like this is why worse is great because you can score a hundred points combined and still lose. It's just that they don't play defense, and I, and that's one thing I was worried about. Even though I picked them in Cavs and Final, which is like looking awful right now because it's not gonna happen, but. Like, the reason why I thought the Cavs were going to show up is maybe they're going to play better defense in the finals because it's against the Warriors. But they've been exposed in many ways in this because of Kevin Durant and also the fact that Stephen Curry has a chip on his shoulder along with the other teammates because they lost last year down 3-1. Right. And they're making this personal. And now he's healthy. Yeah. Now Draymond healthy. is making it a point not to be in foul trouble. Even though he needs to have, like, five fouls. Clay Thompson is not gonna let uh not gonna let um Kyrie, Kyrie Irving go go off. go off on him again. No, he's not. And Kevin Durant is playing on a man on a mission. Pissed. Right? He's pissed. He's playing like a guy who's really really angry. He yeah. looks angry at LeBron every time. Like yeah. he's sick of being little brother, and he's he's decided. And if if LeBron is gonna run an arms race, which he's been doing since he left Cleveland the first time, if he's gonna run an arms race. Then Kevin Durant is going to run an arms race, and he's and he just found a way to run a better arms race. LeBron would have had to have gone to. LeBron would need to go to the Spurs, in order to make it even at this point. Like LeBron's going to have to go to the Spurs. I'm seeing and all the teams. There are rumors going around about all the teams trying to click up and superpower up. I hear um, CP3, Paul George, and 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 Melo are all looking at California. All looking. To, to go to play the lake play at the Lakers yeah. and they have the number one pick so you but know number two pick, number two pick excuse yeah. me so I mean who knows dude like I don't know if they're gonna pick LeVar Ball um but the thing is why would you want to go to the Western Conference to to 
basically face the Warriors like four times in this regular season and then face them in the playoffs. Because then you get to beat up the Eastern Conference. It's true. I mean, you, East, you, East is kind of weak. Right you now. still get to beat up the Eastern Conference. If I'm Paul George, Melo, and CP3, I think that joining together, they could rampage through the Eastern Conference for the most part. But can they beat the Warriors? I mean, well, but that the the thing is, no one can beat the Warriors. I think what you... In my you, opinion, too. Like, no one can... Like, they could literally go three straight finals and probably win all three. I think what you need... I think what you do is you put yourself in the best position to take them if something happens to them. Like, say some fluke. Durant gets hurt. Curry gets, you know, Curry gets hurt. Clay can't find the shit. Like you need, you need a fluke, yeah, yeah. but you just got to set yourself up in the right position to to be there to take advantage. When they're on all cylinders and everybody's fine, I don't think they're gonna take an L to anybody. Yeah. That's just that. Now that's just it. And who they're everybody else is just battling for second place. And I thought like they didn't play their best basketball yet, which is scary because they they turn over the ball like I think from game two to three they have to have like thirty something turnovers compared mm-hmm. to game one only have four. Mm-hmm. And it's like they had that many turnovers, and yet they, still were, won. And they still won. Still won. And it's like if they just take care of the ball, like even when Tim Legler said on ESPN, if they were like a normal team who just took care of the ball, these games would have been like by 30 or 40 easily. Mm-hmm. Like if they had the Spurs mindset of taking care of the ball, the Warriors, they'd be blowing out the Cavaliers every single game like by mm-hmm. 30, 35. See, and now down. I'm interested in a couple of things because for me this series is over. I mean, I could say that too, and I don't know. Maybe LeBron shows up today, and then they still lose. LeBron I think, yeah. Like, I, see, and that's the other part of it. Any specific player showing up does not negate a loss. No, it doesn't matter. Because LeBron has been playing. Where we 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 can't make it seem like he's been a bum in this. I mean, granted, he wasn't as assertive as I would have liked to have seen him in order to. He didn't take the game over like the uh, the other day. Which he should have because he, had he a absolutely paint. should he have. Had a paint wide open for him, literally just showing him to get to the basket. Worry about the other shooter, then he didn't take it back. And he nine times out of ten can finish over anybody. Yeah. I think there's a possibility he may be scared of Durant. You think he's scared of Durant? Durant's the one guarding him. Durant is blocking shots left, right, and center with them long-ass arms that seem to go on forever. I think LeBron is like, I don't know if I can get a shot past that guy. I can muscle him down, but that doesn't that doesn't start those arms the arms are everywhere they're like universal arms they just go across the entire backboard i don't think lebron i i think lebron may be worried that he can't get a shot off over him he's older too so lebron's older and durant's still fresh and he's only 28 so eventually durant was going to catch up to lebron but the difference is that durant's a better supporting catch lebron's right now i don't even buy the age thing they're only four years off and granted in in basketball terms four years can be a lifetime but they're really only four years off of each other so i don't i don't even i don't even buy into that my thing is i don't think he can he i don't think he thinks he can get a shot off i think durant is like owning him right now durant's owning him in everything right now lebron hasn't been known to be a great shooter and durant has and that's why durant in clutch situations can Get to the free throw line, make shots, and also pull up for three and basically make it look easy. Right in front of LeBron. Yeah. He was three steps behind the, the he LeBron took three steps inside and of the line. He didn't want him to drive to the basket. Right. And, 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 three and, and sunk it. It was all in rhythm though. You know, like he's been doing that his whole life. Mm-hmm. Making shots like that. And then when it counts the most, he might makes one and then the whole crowd goes silenced. And it's Yo, just like wow. Did you see the look on the Cavaliers fans? Yeah, when he I've been looking. At, I've been looking at them all week, like on first take and whatever, like the other shows that that are broadcasting out of Cleveland right yeah, now. Yeah. They don't even believe the stuff they say. Like, 
the the correspondents will say something negative about the Cavs. They don't even boo. They don't even boo. You you go to Golden State, you say something negative about Kevin Durant, Steph Thompson, uh, Curry, Green, yeah. anybody, Iguodala. You say something negative about anybody there, they're booing you. Boo. Yeah. You go to the Cavs and say, LeBron may be the best player in the world, but he's definitely getting outdone by Kevin Durant, and here's why. Nobody boos. They know. Because they know they're not dumb. They know. I mean, Zeke Eagle Dog, he did redeem himself in Game Three by stripping LeBron. That was he, excellent. Because you know he got blocked in Game Seven, and he kind of redeemed himself now in Game Three with that strip. There's been a bunch of the re- redemptions happening. Like yeah, at Curry. least that Curry yeah. by dribbling all over him. And all, yeah, because you know he blocked him in Game Six, and he dribbled over him, and then he scored on him, and you know he was pumped up for that. And the fact that he's also out playing Kyrie Irving. Like I don't care about Irving scoring this and that. Irving had to find a shot in Game Three, and he still isn't averaging as much as Stephen Curry is right mm-hmm. now in points, rebounds, and assists. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Man, he's killing him. But man, you know, like, can, can we actually talk about Darren Williams though? Because people were excited that Cavs picked up Darren Williams, but I was never excited about that pickup because he was washed up, he, he was old, and you're seeing it right now. He hasn't even scored a point in the finals. Is that so? Nothing. Not one. None. Not a free throw. Not His nothing. His shots have been off either air ball or short, and it's just like, man, did that tra- traumatize him or something? Because is, he hasn't been the same ever since. Is he... Does he have a ring? Did he win a ring? No. No, he went to the Western Conference, I think, semis, and then from that, he wasn't really like a guy who made to the conference finals or any of that. Hmm. And then you look at him right now with this team, it's like, and I thought he was going to be a spark for them. He just hasn't showed up, and he has, he's just old and washed up. Yeah, first time to the playoffs, too. he might retire after the season. And I don't want to blame him because, like, like really, he hasn't done anything. Like, every time he's on the court, I feel like he's going to get injured. That's how I feel. Like, every time he's on the court, I feel like he's going to get injured, like, one ankle, twist right here, or a knee banged up or whatever. And, you know, there was one scary part, too, in the, in the game three with Kevin Love where I think he either, I don't know if he pulled his Achilles a little bit or mm-hmm. he just got hurt because he still played for that rest of the game. But this, I don't know how Kevin Love could have been tonight in game four if he's going to be even healthy enough to play. I mean, he, he's got to play probably because this game four is like your last game. But I don't know. There's just so many scenarios in this in this series. Like now is if LeBron should be blamed for the loss in game three. And then you see a lot of these networks on Fox and even on ESPN speaking like Nick Ryan and Shannon Sharp saying, oh, it's not his fault because he did all this and then he made the right play and then, you know, it's not his fault. But I have a problem with that because I'm sick and tired of this whole LeBron never gets blamed for everything. Because mm-hmm. it's like LeBron gets a pass for everything he does. Like, he's never blamed for it. Because I don't know if they're afraid to blame him for this or it's like he gets sensitive about it. But sometimes he just well, got, he definitely gets sensitive about it. He gets sensitive about it. Sometimes he's just got to man up and, like, listen, this is the reason why you're a superstar in this league. You're going to get the blame and you're going to get, you know, the credit for what you do. So you got the credit for getting up to that point where you were up for and then you blew it away because you, you didn't do anything. And, you, and you, some of it has to be on you, too. You get the blame, too. No, I think, it, I think it's completely on him. I think the fact that he it's keeps deferring exactly. to other players when he's the guy. First of all, first of all, let's start at the beginning. This is your team. Exactly. You picked this. You really picked this that's, team. That's second of all. Like, number one, you're the most talented player on this team. Number two, everything that they've done, they've done to satisfy you because these are the guys you said you wanted. So let's let's get all that out the way. That's number one and number two. Number three. So with those two together, it brings us to number three. 
in the fourth quarter, you're supposed to take over. Which brings us to number five. In the fourth quarter, Durant did take over. And he's your direct nemesis. Like, yeah. th- this guy is directly in your way. He He's done everything but challenge you out and out and let him, yo, I'm coming to beat LeBron, LeBron James. And that's it. They're arguing if he's the best player on the planet now. And that's your slot. He's been doing everything he can. He's dunking on you. He's 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 got you sliding across the floor, looking like one of the Three Stooges. He's shaking you out your ankles. Yeah, and LeBron LeBron doing sliding in the home base <laughs> while while Kevin Durant goes to dunk. Like he's pulling up, shooting threes in your face. Like if nothing else. You should feel a sense of urgency to respond to what Duran is doing directly to you. Directly to you. He's not doing it to the team. He's doing that to you. You're on Kevin Durant. You're guarding Kevin Durant, and Kevin Durant is giving you the business. Now, every time he came down and did something, where were, where was the response? Why are you dishing off to someone else? To Kyrie Irving, who's going to take like a, a difficult shot, who's a bad shot taker. And granted, he's a he's a great closer. Yeah, he is. And, but just I just this is why I was nervous about Irving because he has this 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 problem with him in his mind that he can score anybody, and I get it that he's been successful. But there's going to be some point in, in the game, or even when you get older, where those shots that you've made mm-hmm. they're not going to make they're not going to be made anymore. Just ask Carmelo Anthony. Back then, Melo probably would have made those off dribble or whatever that. But he's older now. He's not going to make those shots like he used to. And sometimes the mind of a scorer is that even when they're older, they're like, oh, they can make the same shots again. No, well, they're not. You, you know where I see Melo losing the step? It's not It's not the shot. It's the drive to the basket. Well, that too. And Irving's not going to be like that when he's older. You think he's going to just drive to the basket all the time? I no, mean, he's going to pull a Tony Parker. Like, eventually he's going to slow down. And do those floaters. <laughs> right. And then Or he'll get injured. Or get injured, yeah, because he's small and he's prone to being injured. I mean, it's kind of... Interesting to see how he's still healthy. And him yeah, and he's got a good health run going from that last yeah. injury. He yeah. hasn't has re-injured himself. And Kevin Love, too, who's God knows his liability on defense. I mean, we've been seeing that. That now. man has made a paper. <laughs> he's got to get traded, though, and then they lose the series. Who do you think's on the way? It's going to be either Paul George or Chris Paul. or uh, I, I mean, they're going to keep Irving. Maybe just put Irving at shooting over. They're going to get a small backcourt then. No, they have to keep him at point. He's just got to play a better point. So I think. But he's never been known to be a point guard. He's always known to be a scorer. I really think, and I don't think Paul George wants to join LeBron. I think he wants to beat LeBron. Everybody wants to beat LeBron. Yeah, but that's 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 my point. Like I don't I don't think I don't think Paul George is on the ring hunt yet. I think he still wants to hand it to LeBron. So I think he's gonna go. Demarcus Cousins is free. That's gonna be interesting. I don't know if they go after him though. I mean, he would be the person to neutralize the Warriors. I would if I'm the Lakers, I'm loading up. Like just cousins, plain and yeah, simple. Yeah. I'm loading up. I'm loading up with every quality all star free agent who wants to come get down. I'm I'm I'll trade a pick, get cousins, Paul George, C P three, and Melo on the same squad. I'm doing that. I'm I'm making that happen. I am making that move happen. I'm revamping my whole starting five and I'm loading up with Luke Walton. Former assistant coach of the Warriors on my squad to teach them the tools of the trade. I am loading up. If I'm the war, if I'm the Lakers, I'm doing that. And I am a New York Knicks fan till the day I die. But if those dudes land on the Lakers, I will root for that team. The thing is, I know they would do that though. You think they would do all of that just to compete with the Warriors? What 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 do you have to lose at this point? 
That's true. Like, honest to God, what do you have? I know everybody I just mentioned is tired of being spanked by the Cavs, the Warriors, and the Spurs. Everybody I mentioned is sick and tired of being spanked by these dudes consistently night in and night out. Like, all these dudes want to compete. They're sick of just beating the lesser-rung teams. They, and they all need a fresh start. Everybody I just mentioned, it would be smart for them to go someplace else and start completely over. While they still got gas in the tank, while some of them are coming into their prime as far as Cousins is concerned, while some of them are in their prime like Paul George is concerned, while CP3 and Melo still have some gas in the tank, and then you add a competent shooting guard, which they have in, uh, what's the boy's name? The that they already have. Um, it's not Jordan Clark. I mean, Clarkson did play a little not bit. Not Clarkson, it's the other dude. Yeah, Russell? Russell. Or, no, no, no. Clarkson is their guy. Yeah, Clarkson is their dude. Russell's going to probably get traded. No, you put, you put Clarkson at the two, that's a competent shooter. That's a very competent shooter. Up, and yeah. he he dishes, which is going to be key in Walton's system. Yeah. And Paul George is a good passer. And DeMarcus Cousins knows how to kick out. So we're going to have – and DeMarcus Cousins is scary. He scares most people. Yeah, when he's on, when he's under control, yeah. When he's not under control, he's just a, a liability who can pretty much screw your team over. He but when he, when he, he's also when I say scary, I mean physically intimidating. Like the dude's huge. Do you think Paul George would want to go to the Wizards though and play with Wall? I'm not mad at they that. They are tight. Uh, yeah, no, no, I'm not mad. And and Paul George, what would he play the three? They've, they've been draft. They're in the same draft class, so I know they probably they probably would want to play together. Well, if that happens, DeMarcus Cousins is also the, he went to college with Wall. Yeah, and I can see Wall, George, Cousins, Bo, Big Four. Yeah, that's 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 um that's a monster squad, and then you still got Melo up in the air. Who can still come too and be off the bench? <laughs> yeah, I mean, or play the four, which he's good at. Yeah, so which basically that's at. your starting five, which could probably beat the the Warriors. Right, you're only missing. The, so I wonder if CP3 then goes to the Cavs. I can see him going to the Cavs. I can see him going to the Spurs, actually. I think him and the Spurs are a perfect I match. think the Spurs are actually, is actually a better look for him. You're playing with a great coach. You're playing with a great player in Kawhi Leonard. You're playing with a, second, a good power forward in Lawrence Sarge when he's right. Mm-hmm. And Tony Parker's coming off an injury, so he most likely is going to come off the bench. Basically, either Manu Ginobili, because Ginobili probably is going to retire, mm-hmm. in, my, in my opinion. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. But, you know, I think... What started all of this was when LeBron went to Miami, did this whole super team thing because the Celtics had this super team too. Even though Celtics had their players out of their prime, basically they're yep. just, they were just playing together. And then LeBron wanted to do the same thing, and then now you're seeing Durant doing this. It's almost like he's been victimized. Going to Charles Barkley, he's been victimized by the super team now because now he's getting destroyed by Kevin Durant by his Morris, own by his own blueprint by his own creation. Yeah, and now it's almost like the trend's gonna be. Maybe super teams are going to happen more as the league. Goes of course by. they will. Because, of course they of will. What's happening right now? Yeah. And people for me, it's just a matter of if the if the owners are going to want to start paying a luxury tax. Yeah. Like, will it be worth or, it to make a run? Or the players are going to take less money because they look at this and say, "Oh, let's take a little less money to win championships," and that's all they care about because the media, all oh, it's about championships for these great players. Because if you're not a champion, then you're a loser. Right. Basically. And I'm I'm pretty sure, and we're also talking about. Okay, with the with the possible Lakers scenario. Yeah. Well, let's just look at the moving parts: Demarcus Cousins, Paul George, and uh, Melo, and uh, CP3. All three of those dudes have made the money. 
Yeah, they don't care about the. They've they've all made the cash. They're all worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Every last one of them, between endorsements, and and just contracts, they've all made millions and millions of dollars. They're all financially stable. So it's really not about money for any of them at this point. So they can really make a move and just go someplace where they can really get busy. Um, the Warriors, I mean, the Lakers are, or, or Washington. I wouldn't be mad at seeing all those players we just, I just, I want to see them all land in one spot, though. I want to see them all play together. You think, I don't know if this will ever happen. Maybe, I wish it could, but you think if, if, uh, if Phil Jackson somehow oh got all these players to play for them, because they have cash base. I'm not saying they have cash base. They do have some poor cash base. They trade away Joakim Noah and some other pieces and let go. And uh, they get all these players to play on their team with Porzingis. And he coaches the team. And they go all the way to the finals and they face the Warriors. And then they beat the Warriors. You think this will be Jackson's greatest accomplishment in being and winning a uh, having a championship against a loaded Warriors historically Warriors team that's pretty much just blowing out everybody because they're shooting and all this stuff. I mean, that's never. I know that will never happen, of course. But yeah, that is a that is a pipe dream of all pipe. First of all, in in okay, it's not even the fact that it it would never happen. It's why it would never happen. Yeah, because no one would want to play for Phil Jackson. Yeah. None of these people want to play for Phil Jackson. People look at him like he's scum for what he's doing to Melo, who is nine t- who is universally considered one of the nicer guys in the NBA. Like yeah. universally, Melo is not hated by anyone. He's always been considered a stand-up dude. He's quiet. His hashtag is stay mellow. <laughs> Like, you never see him getting pissed off. He takes the high road every time. And he's being bullied by a dude who is just making every wrong move. And then you're talking about coming to play for an organization that just did what they did to Charles Oakley. Yeah. No one's going to want to come play. That's the the problem. Unless he just leaves or gets fired, then I don't see a scenario where everybody wants to come. Then you still got Dolan. Yeah, no one wants to play with under Dolan either because if he did that, I mean, this just looks bad for the organization. I mean, it is a pipe dream because I, I felt like if Jackson ever wanted to win a title in New York Knicks and, and it'll be like the probably the best, biggest one in his career, even though he's older and everything, and for the franchise, I thought it would have been perfect for him to win it over this Warriors team and maybe solidify himself as, you know, doing something that no one's ever done and under certain, certain circumstances because, you know, the Cavaliers won it last year against the Warriors, even though Green got suspended. He was always, you know, injured, basically, and bulky, this and that. It's mm-hmm. a different scenario this year because everybody's healthy. I mean, for God's sakes, JaVel McGee is becoming decent for them. And Tata Pachulia is pretty much boxing out Christian Thompson. And I said this before, I think, I don't think I, maybe I haven't, but I think I said in my, uh, when I was watching the game, it's like, Tata Pachulia is a man. Bay West is a man. These guys are men. They're not like, Young centers or anything that can't defend Tristan Thompson. These guys are men, grown men that could probably stop Tristan Thompson. And Tristan Thompson is not. He's just a, like he's young. He's not. He's not like a man yet. He's, he's just, a he's, swollen kid. Yeah, basically. So when he faces a man like David Watson. He's not gonna get the re- He's not gonna get rebounds on them. They gotta stop him no matter what. Mm-hmm. It's strong. David Watson is strong. That's a guy you don't want to mess the streets. Wildly strong. Like, yeah, you would yeah. not want to see that dude in an alley. LeBron can't post up on him, like, you know. Nah, hell no. You wildin'. Yeah, like, that dude is built like a Volkswagen. Yeah. It, he looks like a Volkswagen with a jersey on. Yeah. 
So, like, that's why I guess Tristan has been neutralized because they have been doing double teams on him and everything, knowing that Stephen Curry can get a rebound over him and do whatever he has to do. But, yeah, it's just been disappointing, in my opinion, about being a competitive series. Maybe well, that, that's the other part of it. We're, we're also underestimating the, um, the, Warriors. the Warriors' defense. And like, they've been great all season. They were ranked number two. Cavaliers were ranked 22nd. There's a reason why Cavaliers are down 0-3. They mm-hmm. can't stop them. Right, they, they plain and defend. simple. They, they have all these offensive players, but they don't play defense. You got old Channing Fry, who came into game two, gets blocked by Equal Dog, and we never see him again. Like, <laughs> literally, they would never see him again. And Which then, is crazy. Yeah. If I'm Tyrone Lue, I don't, I don't know what's up with that. Tyrone Lue's probably like, I am, I, you know, this is saying that Tyrone Lue could be fired after the series over. They won't do that. They won't because they just extended him. Right. But it's they, like, and it's still paying Mike Brown, who's, who's on the Golden State Warriors. Which I love. Who's living the life, basically. Because I he's, getting, he's getting paid all the Warriors, and he's also getting paid Cavaliers. He's getting all the money he wants. Like, he's the, he's getting paid. He's the only guy winning, no matter who loses. But he's also, my memory said it was cute when Kyle Lewis said the Celtics are harder to guard than the Warriors, which is the stupidest <laughs> comment ever. It looks stupid right now, that comment, looks right? looks extra stupid now. I know. And then LeBron... I mean, when you, before the series even started, you're just like, oh, they're too stressed to be talked about. Like, who says that in a press conference? You don't say you're too stressed to talk about because they're a juggernaut. Like, they're giving them a lot of respect, and I guess you can say it because we've been doing it for the past couple of years, but you don't say, oh, they're too stressed to be talked about. When you're a guy that you got to be, you know, challenging them, you just got to be confident in yourself. You can't say something like that. Just, you're, like, submitting to yourself that it's over already. And then Tyron Lewis saying the best team I've ever seen after game one. Like, the series isn't over at that time. Yeah. They, I, it's almost like they knew they weren't going to win the series. They knew it was over because Kevin Durant was part That's of the what it sounds team. like. It sounds like they just acquiesced to, okay, it's, it's done. We're finished. I mean, they're saying all can't. the right words like, oh, we're going to play it out on the line, game four, this and that. That sounds good, but, but come on, but bro. But they know after game three, they did. They know they weren't going to win. Like they, right. That was their only chance to win a game. And they're like, so slipped them away. And they're like, what are we supposed to do? So close, they so, had it. So I don't really know what's gonna happen in Game Four because I feel like I have a scenario where carriers show up. Maybe, maybe they'll win. Maybe they'll win by one or two points. But then I look at a scenario where the Warriors just like they've been good and close out games this postseason. I think Curry's averaging like thirty four and Durant's averaging around that amount as well. Mm-hmm. Close out situations and Draymond has been playing well. And it's just like they they the best way I guess to overcome what happened last year is to sweep them. And, and if they sweep them, I mean, people are still going to remember it, of course, 3-1 and everything. Yeah, I mean, you, you that's sh- the biggest loss in yeah. NBA history. Yeah. But if no one, no team them, had ever come back from three down. And if they sweep them, though, I mean, you know, it's something at least. You know, they swept a team that they, they were looking for redemption, looking for revenge. And like we said, there is, there's been redemption happening all over the place. Green uh, even said it. Like, he's like, I want to destroy this team. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing right and that's now. What they, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Curry, Curry got his redemption, dribbling all over LeBron, who blocked the shot and looked at him all crazy yeah. last year. Um, Iguodala stripped him in the last minute, and he yeah. got his shot blocked, the block heard around the world. Yeah. And Kevin Durant has been, like, playing in LeBron's shadow. 2012, he remembers that final as well. Yeah. And he wants the redemption over him. And Green also, like, after this game suspended, being more under control. <laughs> it was funny, so in game three when – Draymond Green got that technical foul, but before that, the Rams was just trying to stop him. Like, like don't, 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 don't get a technical foul or anything. And then he got a technical foul because they were in a hostile environment. They got to be under control and everything. And mm-hmm. and they, they were poised. Like, 
there was a, there was a moment I thought they were gonna just tank in and not win the game three, but they stayed composed because they know they had Durant. Mm-hmm. Durant's the guy. Like it almost felt like the Warriors needed Durant more than Durant needed the Warriors. Um, because I feel like there were certain moments where Durant was gonna pull up, post up, whatever, get his shot, or take up three, and it's like those are the moments that they needed him for. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's unbelievable to see that, but. Now people are gonna say, well, Durant wins this. It doesn't validate the title because it'll be an asterisk on it because you know we went to the easy way out and won uh, So what? So what? LeBron but, created an easy way out when he got his first ring yeah, in Miami. Yeah, and also people are gonna argue, well, because it's a brand new team, Miami, because they have all these pieces together. They were gonna take time to. Jump. Yeah, but you they, okay? So they took time. Yeah, and they st- and they still made it to the finals the first year and they lost to the Mavericks. Right. And then they won. They the took time, year. so there you go. That's it. But LeBron started the arms race. Nobody, nobody said that. Nobody talked all that talk about when the Celtics did it. Yeah. About Ray Allen joining Paul Pierce and and, and Kevin Durant. I mean, uh, Kevin Kevin Garnett joining Paul Pierce. Like nobody got mad at that. Rondo. Nobody yeah. got mad at that. Nobody was said anything about them. Like and they they did they did that. They came down and joined him. Boom. They got they got a ring. Now, granted, they only got one. But these dudes, we're talking about dudes who were leaving their prime as they went down there for that last-ditch effort to try and get a ring. LeBron was in his prime. LeBron was entering his prime. D-Wade was in his prime. Chris Bosh in his prime. And they all went down there to play. Yeah. They set it up. They got, what, two rings out of it? Three? Two out of four. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. And they lost more than they won. So they were basically two and two, yeah. So they, it's like, you know, they want to. Not one, not two, just two. Yeah. You know, not seven or anything. So, yeah, it's just LeBron had this, this obsession making a super team, and now it's, it's victimized him right now because now he is getting destroyed by a super team. And these guys are... Well, thoroughly. And these guys, they aren't going to stop. You know, they, they, this is just one championship, but they got to try to go for more. Like, that's their mindset right now. They want multiple championships. I know Durant wants it. I know Curry and Green and Thompson, they all want it. Probably got to take less money to stay with the core and keep pieces around them mm-hmm. because they really want to do this. And people can hate on them because they're playing together and this is unfair for the league, which it is unfair. I mean, when you got guys that can shoot whatever they want to shoot, and then it's like, what are you supposed to do? I mean... Playing in 2K against the Warriors, it's unstoppable for them because they can shoot anywhere on the court. And then it was a funny video. Some guy commented it's on Facebook. He's like, it was halftime and they were scoring points. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not fair, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's, just insane. that's how insane Curry and Durant are together. They're more insane than Westbrook and Durant because Curry shoots and they don't selfish and they pass the ball around and... You know, Van Gundy's saying, though, they may be one of the best duos ever in NBA history. That was an overstatement. It was an overstatement. That they was an overstatement. Won, they didn't want a title yet. And you got to look at Pippen and Jordan and Shaq and Kobe, like those guys. Stockton Malone. Yeah. Because they won a title, but they were still great as a duo. I mean, no. It, we, we, I don't know if titles legitimize a duo. You know what I mean? Because we're, we're only talking about those two guys. We're not When you talk about the best duo, we're only talking about those two guys, which means we're not talking about the rest of the team. Teams win rings. No one guy wins a ring. That's why I'm always a little leery whenever we talk about um, whenever we talk about Tom Brady being the best ever. When I don't think talent wise he's better than Aaron Rodgers, but he always has the best team. Or Peyton Manning. Or Peyton Manning. But but you know these arguments can be made. But he's always got a great team. So did he win the ring or did 
that the, the Patriots go get the ring. And I'm not taking anything away from them, you know, yeah. from a talent perspective, but I just like to keep it all in perspective. So when we come back and we're just talking about duos, okay, well, now we're only talking about those two dudes and what they could do. Stockton and Malone murdered everything. They ran into a superior team, team, but those two dudes on their own were unstoppable. Sean Kemp and um and Gary Payton were, were killing everything. Yeah. So are we really gonna like when we start talking about the best duo, Shaq and Kobe? Mm-hmm. You you definitely I don't care. You gotta get I don't care how many rings you get. Shaq and Kobe, yes. Sha- it, playing in the night. And here's the other here's the other argument we always get in. I always get into. Are we talking about today's rules or the nineties rules? Yeah, that's so. Because I don't know if Steph is landing all these shots with a hand check rule still in place. I don't know if he's getting I mean, these threes off. I mean, like, all the great players were adjust in the area. Yeah, That's no, totally. Off. But Durant will, will definitely been But he, Durant's skinny. He'd be getting but bodied he's, down but he's there. Stronger now. But he's not as strong as a Patrick Ewan would have oh, yeah, been, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or or a Hakeem Olajuwon would have been, or Rashid Wallace would have been. Yeah. Like he's not strong enough to start like trying to those drives to the basket. They take on a different. There's a different color when Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason are in your chest or in your in your in your jersey. Pushing you a different way. Well, KG, remember KG's a skinny guy too, and he 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 did pretty well against some of those tougher players when he was playing in the league. Like yeah, but the, the so. rules the rules were also evolving at that point, and KG developed a shot. Yeah, he developed a jumper. But you need to do it because he wasn't going to get all those paint shots. Anymore. That's why he developed his fucking. Mm-hmm. That's why he had to develop a jumper. So I, I, you know, I don't like to even get into those discussions because I I end up I always end up pointing out the fact that my heroes never flopped. The dudes that I looked up to in the NBA, the dudes who were my favorite players, they never flopped and they didn't take rest days. And the rules were different. So those three things right there kind of negate any and all comparisons between point A and point B. Now, you put these guys back in the 90s, let me see what happens. I remember a player who snapped his Achilles, walked to the bench, walked back to the hoop on the opposite side of his bench, sunk two free throws, and then walked off the court to go, you know, finally sit his ass down with a snapped Achilles. And then I remember another player who caught a cramp <laughs> and had two men carry him to the bench. A cramp, dude. So those are your heroes and these are mine. You know, I remember Allen Iverson playing with a laundry list of injuries. Oh, yeah, I seen a list when he was playing against the finals. It was like bruises, like this someone. Bruise, tear, bruise, yeah. bruise. Yeah. A tear, fracture, fracture, bruise, tear, fracture, and he's out there dumping thirty. Yeah. Like miss me with that talk, man. Like I, I don't like the comparison talk because if we're gonna do it, then we have to do it all the way, and you have to take all the factors into consideration. That's why I hate about the whole Jordan LeBron. I mean, just just just, just stop with this. Curry, play different players. Just, just stop. Curry no and Durant compared to these '90s players that we're talking about, it's a different dynamic. Yo, can you imagine? What Kobe would be in his prime with no hand check. Or Shaq. Or Shaq in his prime with no hand check. Shaq was dominating in his prime with all these other rules. Imagine him now the way the, the guys play and the ones, game. And ones, Gary Payton yeah. shooting from behind the arc yeah. with no hand check. You can't touch him. Oh, my God. He'd have a freaking field day. Stockton probably would have developed a three-point shot just because. Oh, wait, no hand check? What? What? Jason Kidd? 
Jason Kidd when he was teamed up with uh with with um what's my boy's name? Yeah. Carter? Uh, Carter, yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, come on, man. We don't we don't have to have this discussion. Uh, it's just a point conversation. I think it's just lazy radio talk when people talk about the whole eras and also about the whole LeBron and Jordan. Like, we just got to stop with that. Like, it's just forcing James to be better than Jordan when his career's not even over yet. And they, they defend him so badly, LeBron. I'm just like, why am I defending this guy so badly when he makes mistakes? When I know no one's perfect, but he's made a ton of mistakes and he didn't get the blame. It's just that simple. I mean, you can't sugarcoat it and say, well, LeBron this and that, and he, oh, he's just, his stats prove that. Well, you look at those games closely, sometimes I feel like LeBron puts those stats up, so then when they do lose, he's like, oh, well, well, I, I did average, this. I yeah, did, I have a triple-double. I have a double though, so, you know, it's not my fault. That, that's basically what I see. I, in my opinion, I see, the, I see like, oh, I get these triple-doubles, so then if I lose, well, you know, I got my stats, so no one mm-hmm. can say anything. That, that's stupid. Like, you just gotta win the game. Who cares about your stats? Just win the game. Well, I think when he doesn't think he can win the game, he puts all these. You start in. getting You start getting your your ducks in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you think you're gonna lose anyway, okay. What's how can I minimize the damage to myself? Mm, let me see. Oh, I mean, if I lose triple double here, no one's gonna say right. Let me pass. Let me pass. Let me pass. Let me get. Let me get. Let me get a uh, more assist up. So let me keep passing the ball, and they'll keep hitting shots, so I can get assist up. And I'll rest. I'm like 20 or whatever. Whatever. It's like, right. oh, I'm good here. I got my triple double. I wasn't going to say anything. How many How many rebounds do I have? Nine? Crap. Got to get one more. Need okay, one more. cool. Get that triple double. Boom. Okay, cool. How many points? I'll put up 30? Okay, that's a great number. Wait, wait. Assist. Crap. Where's Kyle Korver? Where's, uh, where's, where's Channing Fry? Where's this guy? Where, where's J.R. Smith? Let me keep just dish, 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 dish. That bench is awful for the Cavaliers, though. That's really, really bad. And they got? People thought it was a good bench. That bench is horrendous. That bench is horrible. They're they're being made to look horrendous right now. They mean they look good in the Eastern Conference, but in the West they look like I'm which is which is something else completely different. Like I, I hear everybody else saying, you know, if this was any other team, the 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 Cleveland Cavaliers would have beat them by twenty. I uh, disagree. I, I the Rockets have a good bench. The Rockets, the Spurs. Have a good the bench. Spurs I don't know what I don't know if they could have really taken down the. I mean, okay. OKC has a kind of suspect bench. Because it's Westbrook and Buss, basically. Right, OKC. but I, I still like them to win at least two out of seven. They're grinding out and everything. Right, yeah. and, and and Kyrie can't do anything with Westbrook. And they're soft. Their defense is soft. They're not a physical team. Like, people say, oh, they got to play physical. They got to play physical against the Warriors. You know the Warriors are physical too, right? Because they're like the most tenacious team in the league this year with deflections, passes, and all this stuff. So I don't know if people say, oh, they got to play physical. They got to slow down the pace. They can't do that because that's just favorite the Warriors because they're a great half-court defense. Who's the, what's the name of the center for the um, for OKC? Adams? Yeah. Steven Adams? You telling me that he wouldn't be muscling down down low? Oh yeah. Have yeah. you seen how that guy plays? You telling me he's and not going to be banging it and and canter? Are you nuts? Yeah. So I give them two games out of seven against the Cavs. Like I, I don't I don't like this. The Cavs would have beaten anybody else. Spurs would probably beat them in six or five. I didn't I didn't think we keep forgetting that that night in night out the Pacers were two plays away from having two and, games and under their belt. Paul George. Two plays away. They were two plays away from winning two games. They could have had two games. They, they won those games by the skin of their teeth. If you can yeah. win by a half a point, that's how the Cavs would have won it. Skin of their teeth. Not to mention the fact that they never had to go up against Washington. Yeah, and and I think Washington would have gave the Cavs the business. Yeah, 
period. I think on the court, Paul Wall would have had a field day with these this soft defense and all the holes in the defense. And Bill shooting, forget it. With a chip on their shoulder and their center's a, a, a monster. He's a man. Come on, bro. Yeah, come on. Yeah. I'm not trying to have that Nene in there. Like, Nene on the on the on the on the, on the Rockets. Come on, man. Like it's just what it is. What it is, and it's just like my goodness. Yeah, you, you, you just don't like people think the carriage is this and that. They're just soft team. They're just soft. So speaking of all that, though, you know, it's uh, game four tonight. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm pretty and, sure everybody's opinion, starting Kyrie, their summer vacation. I think Kyrie's going to show up, and then they're just going to get blown out like by the, the end of the third quarter, in my opinion. I'll say I'll say they lose by 10. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think they're definitely going to lose. I think they'll lose by, you know, my mind says they'll lose by 20. My heart says they make it a close game, and they still lose. I think they're going to get blown out by 20. I think um, they... They're so demoralized by that game three loss that it's just like, can we just go home and have summer vacation for the off season? Because they're like, what are we supposed to do? We could do this and then we still lose. So I don't know. They can't play defense. They know on the defense side they can't play defense. So and they like, need to. They, and they need to. They need to, but can they? It's like what Jeff Hornsback said earlier in the season with the Knicks. You know, they're trying out there, but can they really play defense? And they can't. Uh, not against, not against one of the most talented offensive squads ever. And ever a talented created. and a great defensive team. Right. Like they take pride in their defense. Right. Ax Green and Thompson and McGee and Durant, who's playing great defense right now too, and Curry, who's been hustling out there and getting rebounds and mm-hmm. steals and all that stuff. They play defense. Cavaliers, nah. Not so not much. Right. They're just so trying much. to outscore you. Yeah, and, and they can't do that with this team. No, you can't outscore this team. Yet. You gotta play defense, and they just can't. So I, I guess the. They'll end in the sweep and they'll be sixteen and zero. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they do win Game Four of Cavaliers somehow. But if they do, then they're gonna lose in five. I mean, mm-hmm. they're gonna go Oracle and win Game Five when the whole nah, crowd's hell gonna no. go crazy and Durant gonna go off most likely. So, I think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna beat them. Wait, wait. Where did where did um the Cavs won on their home court last year, right? The no, they won on their home court. They won a. They, they won, won the championship on, on the Warriors court. Oh, so tonight would be Revenge. extra fitting. Revenge. Yeah, this would be the this would be the final redemption. Up by they went by twenty five, something like that. Yikes! And I think they're gonna go for that. They're gonna go hard. I, oh, no, they're gonna try and they're gonna try and end it. They're not gonna play. Yeah, they they're know. gonna try and end they it. They want to this thing. They're tired of the Cavaliers. Just keep running, do whatever, and finish them off, and that's it. Yeah, I think I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with the guys. That's going to do it for today's show, guys. You can follow the Slam City Facebook page and Slam City on Twitter. You can follow me at Morinus10. I'm at Mr. Mech, M-R-M-E-C-C. Yep, and all the updates are on Twitter and our Facebook pages. See you next week. Peace.